keep them coming. There is no question that's off limits. We probably won't answer it, um, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll, try to tackle, we'll try to tackle some of these, but I think these are really great questions. Welcome to the Restoring Our City podcast, our platform where we have candid conversations on today's topics to help connect our community. Be sure to check us out at restoringourcity.org where you can find the latest content. Follow us on social media at Restoring Our City on Facebook and Instagram and The Rock Podcast on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. And you can also submit your anonymous questions to us on our website via the Ask Me Anything link. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and also on Spotify, where you can watch the video version of the podcast and answer poll questions and Q&As. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Restoring Our City podcast. We are back with a very special episode where we are answering your questions. We said we were going to do it. We're doing it. And guess what? You guys have actually submitted some some doozies. Um, So (laughs) thank you guys for submitting your questions um, and to help me answer some of these questions are my co-hosts, Jasmine Thomas and Bejoy Samuel. Guys, are you ready for this? You can no, you want. Heck, yeah, not no. not at all, man. I I was actually gonna just go on <laughs> mute and uh, let you handle that joke. <laughs> I mean, I, I might just still do that. Chat. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, this is an interesting one. Well, you know what? We we put up this um, "Ask Me Anything," "Ask Us Anything" um, link on our website, restoringourcity.org. You can continue to do so. So we will compile questions and have some of these episodes from time to time. I think it's super cool that our listeners are actually listening. And they're actually thinking of some really cool questions and challenging ones. And we want to address some of those today. Um, So again, if you have questions, go to restoringourcity.org and click on the Ask Us Anything link. And it's totally anonymous. We have no idea who submitted these questions. Guys, uh, without further ado, you want to jump right into it? Let's do it. Let's do this. All right. First question. um, Interesting one. It says, There are many hot button topics that I've spoken up about, for example, gay marriage, that have often received the, it doesn't affect you, so why do you care response from people? How do you go about approaching that kind of feedback? All right, let's kick off one with a firecracker. What do you guys think? I think I'm about to become that Homer Simpson meme when I just slowly slowly get out of the, get into the You know, it's funny, but it's it's almost tricky right like how exactly how comfortable do i even feel trying to answer a question like this i think comes from the vantage point of you know society i think there's a little bit of hesitation to be like am i entitled to my own opinion or will i be viewed as not a quote-unquote a good person because of um you know my stances on certain things I, i do think you know to this listener's uh, question, I think, that, you know, a, a verse that really comes to mind is, is the one that really, uh, really says, hey, be ready to answer, uh, give an answer to anyone that sort of asks you the reason for uh, your faith in all gentleness, right? Like, keep point number one, like, how exactly are we going to try to tackle these issues? I think, from a lot of times in society, you just have 
you know, State Street future, right? Like we know this this guy out on State Street. We brought him up. He is a, a pretty much a celeb on this uh, podcast series. But how we do it um, matters as much as sort of what we say. Um, so I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of hand it off there. But that's that's where I'll preface it. I think that you know, and these are these are questions that like it it comes up all the time in different capacities. Like everybody goes to the social issues first without really trying to understand the faith, the theology, the, the, the teaching right behind it. And so, you know, it's hard to address these questions without really talking about or knowing who Christ is, right? And, and, and how these things were designed and whatnot. But I also think that we're just living in a world where I'm just afraid to answer these questions because the minute you have a, you disagree with something or you have a different viewpoint or theology you're automatically considered not loving and judgmental and all that like why can't we disagree on decisions that we each make or people make and still have the capacity to love right like and so i think this this question is always a little bit of a trap because you know i just think that people are trying to immediately separate out like if you're judgmental or if you're, you know, unloving or if you're discriminatory. Um, and I think, I just think there's more to that conversation. Yeah, no, I, I think it's setting the foundation that, Hey, we all might have different opinions and, and um, viewpoints, you know, maybe theologically or socially or whatever it is on some of these topics. I guess that being said, you know, looking at this question and saying, Hey, I received this response. It doesn't affect you. So why do you care? I think that line, maybe we've heard that from people on a lot of very polarizing topics. My personal, just to kind of answer the question, um, and you could agree, disagree, let us know in the comments or the chat or send us your message. To me, I think there are topics that may not uh, impact us directly in my marital status directly or my relationship status directly. However, there are, we all live in a society, right? Like we all live in community. And there are decisions and laws that actually impact our communities as a whole, right? And like, I have a kid, right? And I care about the world that he's going to grow up in. Not to say that maybe the decisions that might be made are morally correct or legally correct or whatnot, but guess what? A lot of these things do impact us, whether or not directly me personally, but it might impact the people in our community, right? And so I think we have to, I, I think we have to challenge does it really affect us or should we only care about things that affect us? I mean, you think about, you know, child abuse, right? I think all of us could probably agree. Hey, that's horrible. Right. But what mm-hmm. if it happens to somebody else's kid? It's not my kid. You know, I, I know that's kind of a touchy topic, but like, man, we live in a community and I think we should have a say on things that may not directly impact us. I think one thing for me as a Christian is you know, kind of going back to Bajoy's point, understanding the theological part uh, first, I think God gives us as humans a almost like a blueprint to say, hey, how should you as an individual flourish, but also how should we as a society, how do we create human flourishing? And I think if we look just objectively at a lot of, um, you know, Western societies that have sort of started at least in a moral soil um, that that had a theological foundation, they have caused societies to flourish. Now, granted, there's definitely been bad things that have occurred because of it, but 
you know, the outworking eventually, I think there's some of the first societies, you know, yes, to perpetuate slavery, but also to abolish it. Um, they're some of the first societies to give human life uh, inherent value as an individual because of a creator, whereas places today, whether in the Middle East or in the Far East, you know, you can be disregarded for a whole different group of people, right? Like those kind of things are there. So, you know, the response to that is yes, it will, it does affect us directly because I want our human society to flourish. And this is the way that I believe that it'll happen. I also think that, you know, it, it does impact us because the way society is built, like you guys were saying, there eventually there will be laws and rules and governance that is going to lean towards certain things, right? Like we say that everybody's got an agenda, right? People are afraid that Christians are going to push all of this morality code into the country and take away, you know, and it's just going to be this thing. And likewise, people of different beliefs, Muslims and Jews and Christians, whatever, everybody also has their like belief systems and the thing, their theology, right? So it's hard to say that, okay, these rules are only going to apply to you. These rules are like, that's not how the country is going to run, right? Like there are going to be rules and things that are going to impact everybody, right? Like what if your employment is suddenly based on what your belief system is on these social topics? Or what if like someone of a different religion has to abide by certain rules, you know, because the dominant societal views are you know, set up in a certain way, right? So I do think that we can't approach it as like, it doesn't impact anybody because I think that it is going to impact everybody in some way. Just to kind of add on to that too, you kind of brought it up, right? Like there's a legal component to this. And I think one thing we've all realized is not everything that is legal is moral, right? So right now, if we go to society, it's like, hey, why do you care? It's legal if it's between, you know, whatever criteria you want to put on it. But that doesn't mean it's moral. And we've seen that throughout our history, right? Like it was once legal to consider a, another human being three-fifths of a human. It wasn't moral. It was legal though. But if we keep going down this path of legislating these things, and, and honestly, in my opinion, we're legislating the morality of our society. That's kind of the basis for these legal things. Uh, and just to also just give this really quick metaphor that I heard and I really love, it's called cut flower ethics. Sometimes we see our society in the way that it's grown. It's grown in this moral soil that we have always attributed to um, religion, right? Like this moral code, it has caused society to flourish. I think now we're at a point here in the West where uh, essentially we're going to cut the stem, right? And you can still hold a rose that is still blooming, uh, with the stem cut off from the soil. Now, if an alien came from outer space and looked at this flower, it could think, hey, this rose could exist all on its own. What a beautiful thing without realizing the moral soil that's causing it to grow has been cut. And the question now becomes, what is society going to look at, look like now that we've kind of cut the proverbial stem from the roots and from the soil that it grew? I think for the person that submitted that question and for many of us, right, the, it, it's going to really be about the approach. You can't, you can't avoid these types of questions. And I know we're trying to, we're, we're trying to be candid, but not candid, you know, at the same time, but it's <laughs> like, I think it really depends on the individual that you're talking to and what the context of your relationship with that person is, right? If you're just, if you're just hitting this topic straight up, it's not going to al align with a lot of people. Right. But like you said, if there's some relationship there, there's some understanding there, if there's a, you know, like you can have a more 
very discussion about this. I don't know if that made any sense, but that's well, I, basically what I'm saying is like, you know, this could be a divisive question if that's your goal or if you really truly want to explore this, right? There's another way to handle that conversation. And I hope, you know, we're comfortable as Christians to explore this with one another, because I think that verse still holds true that we started off with, hey, if someone asks you, be ready to give an answer in all gentleness, but you can't give an answer without critically thinking through a topic. And I think as Christians, we've become so scared to broach these topics with our brothers and sisters. Um, and so I think that's problem number one. Let's have those candid conversations yeah. uh, together so we can all see where we land. Yeah. And without broaching every single one of those types of topics, I think maybe the spirit of this question is really that phrase, how do I tackle that response that I get mm -hmm. with these types of issues, right? It doesn't affect you. So why do you care? So maybe challenging that notion a little bit and still having healthy conversations within the context and within the right framework. Uh, let's jump into the next one, uh, which is a great question. Um, and let me read this from one of our listeners. Why do people in the States use the term Catholic to describe people who are Catholic and then Christian to describe other believers as a Catholic I get quite offended when someone tries to differentiate me from Christianity. Christianity is the umbrella term for basically anyone who believes in Jesus as God. Within this overarching category, you have different denominations such as Baptist, Catholicism, Anglican, Methodist, etc. cetera. Uh, pretty deep theological piece right here. Uh, what do you guys think about that question? Oh, man, this is such a great question because that that also bothers me sometimes too, right? I think sometimes when you think of what does it mean to be a Christian? Plain and simple, it's to believe that Jesus Christ mm -hmm. is Lord and it's faith It's faith in him that actually uh, makes you right within with God, where, whereas you weren't before. But the question, yeah, exactly. Here in America, why is that? Uh, why does that exist? And honestly, I can't think of anything else to explain it beside our history, right? I think the first um, sort of groups of people that came over were vehemently Protestant. And they're coming from lands where they were persecuted for being Protestant, whether it's uh, Catholic nations. And once again, once one monarch goes and another monarch comes up, it could be a Catholic to pro Anglican split. It could be an Anglican, to, you know, a Catholic split. You can end up with the Bloody Mary situation, or you can end up with uh, King George that decides, let me just behead all my wives here, right? And so there was such a vehement backlash, which is why we even have the concept of the separation of church and state. So you come over, they're Protestant. They want to kind of explain their Protestantism. And somehow, honestly, it's just carried through. I think of when John F. Kennedy got elected. I wasn't alive back then, but just understanding history, he was Catholic. And there was a lot of backlash that he was not a Protestant and he's running for the office of president. And there was legitimate worry like, hey, will he be more um, inclined to follow the Pope or will he be more aligned with our country? That was a real debate that occurred you know, not too far ago. So honestly, I could just think of just a historic carrying on. And honestly, I, I agree with you. It shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's true. I, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Justin. I, I was about to say, I just want Justin to have like a segment I, on the history I channel. Seriously. Do, yeah. Do these abbreviated Jesuitisms. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm it's, all for that. Ironically, I used to hear that a lot more from Catholic people who would refer to themselves as Catholic and everybody else is Christian, you know? Um, but I do agree. Like if, if your fundamental belief is that Jesus is Lord, you know, um, you are Christian, like you're a follower of Christ. And I think it's our denominations, our, our 
you know, interpretations of scripture, it's our traditions, it's all of those types of things that kind of separate everybody out to believe that maybe their denomination is truer than another denomination, which is true, you know, so we kind of find that we're, we start to separate people as people try to separate things out a little bit, you know, just to know the basis for your faith, right? I think that's something that Protestants, any denomination, Catholic, Orthodox, whatever, we always miss like what makes a Christian a Christian. So I appreciate that it was actually laid out in the question itself. And it shows you the the understanding of the fundamentals of this label um, beyond the denominational boundaries. And I would just challenge all of us, right? Like no matter what faith we're in um, and that we uh, ascribe to dig into it and study the Bible. And like, you know, people might ask some of these questions from kind of a malicious intent or like really, and it may be offensive, right? Like the, the question kind of said, but like, what are the differences? And are we truly just trying to categorize people or do we truly want to understand each other and why we believe what we believe? I don't think there you could go wrong with just continuing to study the Bible and kind of continuing to study it with other people and maybe even with people from different denominations, right? And in different backgrounds. I, I think that's a really you know, great, healthy way to do it. Yeah. And you know, it's really funny, Jovan. I think this, this question went to oh, more of like a national level, but just thinking to our community itself, right? This Indian Christian community, after you find someone, someone's from Kerala or find out someone's from Kerala, typically the next question you ask them is, well, what church did you go to growing up, right? <laughs> like immediately we want to do a denominational categorization. And then we have our entire like perceptions of like, oh, you said this church, therefore you're like this. You said this, this church, your therefore like. you're like this. <laughs> right. Your weddings are fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, even that pursuit, right? Like throw the national label out there, just get to the community level. Yeah. Great question. Uh, and I appreciate the history lesson from Jessman. We've got some great listeners with some really great thoughts. And I think just the fact that you're asking these types of yeah. questions and willing to get into these conversations, I think is awesome. So keep them coming. There is no question that's off limits. We probably won't answer it, um, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll, try to tackle, we'll try to tackle some of these, but I think these are really great questions. And um, we would love to hear if you disagree or somebody listening to this and you're like, wow, I would approach that question completely differently. Mm. Let us know in the comments or just share it uh, via the DMs and the texts and the messages that we get. Just send them on in. We'd love to hear your thoughts on some of these topics. Guys, thanks for jumping on this. Um, and I, I hope we get to do one of these again. So please send in your questions. Uh, check out the Ask Me Anything uh, link on our website at restoringourcity.org. And um, we will uh, hopefully not be stumped <laughs> trying to answer some of Thanks for listening to this episode. Check us out at restoringourcity.org. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify to get the latest content. The Restoring Our City podcast is hosted by Jobin Verkese, Jesswin Thomas, and Bajoy Samuel. Graphics by Claire Skelly, Alexander Skowalski, and Teresa Studley. Our music is Jazzy Abstract Beat by Coma Media from Pixabay. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.